VGK scored two late goals in the second period, pretty much the deciding factor there in a 4-1 to win in San Jose over the Sharks. We'll recap that game and much, much more right here on today's edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to our all-important YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. And uh, we are brought to you today. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. With VGK in San Jose last night, Chris, they were deadlocked at one apiece. Through nearly two periods of play, uh, suddenly the ice began to open up late in the period, in that second period. VGK scoring twice. Uh, They had uh, within 53 seconds a pair of goals, Nick Haig uh, first on a Hager bomb, if you will, going <laughs> five hole. <laughs> and then uh, uh, after that, we saw Nick Waugh scoring with 36 seconds remaining in the second period. That pretty much decided the game, that little uh, spurt there by VGK. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I was digging up my preview from Vegas Hockey now. And I mean, Golden Knights face an opening night roster of with 50% turnover from last season. Expect the Sharks to press early. The Golden Knights can win tonight's game by outclassing the Sharks. Opportunities will present themselves. And that's exactly how this game wins. I think uh, first, credit the Sharks. They did play pretty well for about the first 37 minutes of the game. They were keeping the Golden Knights slow in the neutral zone, something the Kraken were unable to do on Tuesday nights. Um, Golden Knights had a hard time finding space out there. And then as the game progressed, all of a sudden, boom, boom, two quick goals. And then all three goals, um, the second, third, and fourth goals were less than four minutes of true game time apart from each other. So shows right there, the Golden Knights, they didn't press too hard. They didn't do anything outside of their game. They stayed within their game. And this is just an example of how the Golden Knights can handle These tough games on the schedule, I say tough games on the schedule because sometimes teams do play down um, to, you know, other teams when they have a lot of rookies and youngsters or when a team just isn't that good. And I'm not knocking the Sharks for once, just simply stating the obvious. They're a rebuilding young team that the Golden Knights can win just simply by not getting outside of their game. Imagine getting hit with the puck off of the stick of Nick Haig. That's what happened with 235 remaining. Alex Petrangelo... Yeah, but he, he's going to get stitched flush, up, I'm sure, flush. and he'll be back and he'll be fine. But it's like, oh, they went through this game without any injuries or what have you, and then that blast and Petrangelo, yes, hopefully is okay. He got a nice catch on his forehead. It was unfortunate, and you don't want to see anything like that happen to anybody in any circumstance. And he popped right up, got right off, and I think he, I don't think he would have missed a shift. That's just how hockey players are. 
Michael Amadeo, as they called him on the Sharks broadcast, uh, started off the scoring for the Golden Knights and the Phillips Adina uh, tied up that game. Those were those early goals in the contest. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty interesting game. I, I have to question the Sharks' structure. So they go, the power play unit, did you see again, with the five forwards, it was so wide open and sloppy. They played five forwards on the power play due to the Sharks. They had no one back defensively. They couldn't get shots on goal. They mishandled the puck. Just go with a traditional power play. This is why teams can't win is because structurally they're not sound. And suddenly VGK started to find gaps. And then they exploited that after the first power play was over. That's when VGK started to to score the goal. You know, that's when they scored that first goal because no one was set. No one knew where they needed to be. And it was just a mess, I think, for San Jose. That's why teams like the Sharks can't win. Newsflash, the Golden Knights goaltending and defense is pretty good. It doesn't matter if the Sharks would have had five forwards out there, four forwards, one defenseman, old school, two defensemen, three forwards. It just doesn't matter in a game like today. Um, It's a new hybrid thing that teams are trying. Um, But, you know, the Golden Knights, they had a couple of really good rushes off of the penalty kill, which is what you're alluding to. And that actually tilted, started tilting the momentum in the Golden Knights' favor. So uh, teams always want to score on the power play. That's not a good take. But the power play it can serve multiple functions. We've talked about this many times on the show. As long as the power play is generating opportunities and tiring out the other team's top two defensive units or top four defend, defensemen, it's a good power play. And the Golden Knights had a pretty good power play in the game. They couldn't convert. They haven't converted on the season yet. Not too concerned about that. But it still wears down the other team just a little bit. The worst thing that can happen for a team that is on the power play is when the killers generate momentum off of a successful penalty kill, which is exactly what happened. I mean, Stevenson nearly was sprung for a breakaway on one of them. And it just seemed like the Golden Knights said, screw it. We're going to just try and... uh, try and score, and, uh, you know, we don't need Riley Smith for a power kill anymore. Okay. We did have uh, that fourth goal by VGK, and that was the one and only Braden Pahal. Uh, the chirps were coming from everywhere. I had a, There was a terrific – I wish I could remember who uh, tweeted out that Pahal uh, scored his first goal after he had his name on the Stanley Cup. That's probably the first player to ever do that. I mean, if you think about it, there's probably not too many that 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 had that happen. But that's a pretty pretty funny, uh, pretty <laughs> fun. Um, just I got a note here from from the game. So the first goal, the only goal that the Sharks scored, the narrative is this weird bounce, and it just goes right to Zadina who gets the goal, which is fine. That's the that's the headline, but. I know people don't let me talk about Mark Stone, neither does Mark Stone, but Mark, if you go back and watch the replay of that goal, Mark Stone has a clear line to the puck on the boards. Whoever, um, I think whoever got the secondary assist goes right around Stone and pokes the puck right up the boards, which is what created the opportunity for the puck to bounce off. It wouldn't have been the secondary assist because there's a couple of other players that touched it, but whoever dumped the puck in and basically bounced off um, Hurdle skates, you know, 
So that's something to watch for. There was one there was one more in the third period where I, I thought Stone lost a board battle as well. You hear it all the time from Cassidy how important these board battles are and everything. And the captain needs to be the one setting the tone there. Now, listen, two back surgeries, I we get it. He reminded me about his two back surgeries, so he's fine and good to go. But I get it. Stone can, can possibly just be easing his way back into it. It's game two of the regular season. But, again, it's just... You gotta be, gotta be fair. I gotta be, I gotta channel my inner Tony right now for a second. <laughs> okay, and you know, last night, so you did tweet out something to the effect that the Eichel line was buzzing and something good would happen. Uh, Eichel had one assist in the game, and he also had six shots on goal, which was music to my ears and my yeah. eyes. Or however, yeah. uh, six. It's good he's shooting the puck, but I saw some frustration. I don't know if you noticed this. When there was an offside, he was like, what are you doing? So who was he yelling at? I couldn't quite see. And his face was red. bright red. No, <laughs> no. I think he was. No, it was one of his teammates because he was pretty fired up. Then they cut to the VGK bench. And then you also saw Cassidy upset about something. And I don't know quite what it was, but it was about VGK. I don't know. You didn't notice that, huh? No, I didn't catch that, unfortunately. I wish I would have. But I mean. Listen, Eichel's going to keep, he's not going to keep it in. And if he thinks one of his players is not doing something, I mean, he's an assistant captain, at least on the road. Um, he, he's half of an assistant captain, at least. Um, so it's his job to speak up and starting with himself, you know, hold everyone to equal accountability. And, you know, if for some reason March is so, you know, or Barbashev was docking it, you know, entering the zone or something again, and being a bit lazy then fine. That's Eichel's job. That's what his job is. And if Cassie didn't like it, I mean, you know, the more of these games you watch, guys, and the more of the games we watch, you see how small the margin is from victory and defeats. And one simple seeing eye play can be the difference. And the, these players are so good. Even the Sharks, who are not going to have that great of a season, you're still talking some of the best players in the world. So, you know, to win a Stanley Cup, to go deep in the playoffs, you need to be on your game every step of the way. And if uh, Eichel wants to give the business to somebody because, uh, you know, they were dogging it, getting across the blue line or something like that, good for him. Shouldn't this be VGK schedule? I mean, coming up next oh, for uh, San Jose, they've got Colorado, Carolina, Boston at Nashville. Nashville's the first team they'll play that didn't make the playoffs. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Uh, oh, Paul Cotter, nine hits in the first game. One hit last night. They should have given him a second hit for hitting the door to the bench when he, he fell. On his the, he got hit. He no, he got hit by the puck. Tony, come on, stop it. He got hit by the puck. Although I did see Paul Cotter's uh, mother. I don't know if she watches the show or not. But I saw she tweeted out that uh, after the first game of the year, um, according to Stat News, that Cotter was leading the NHL in hits. So it's With nine. He's it's got kind of fun for, watching the, the hockey for, mom go there. Right. He's got ten through two games. So, and then uh, yes, you talked about the Eichel line, and then also. Uh, we saw that San Jose early on, I think they have some potential with this team. I don't like them structurally. Uh, they did slow down the VGK transition game. Listen, this is game one of the season for the Sharks. And, you know, it's opening day of baseball, right? You're, every team has a shot, you know, and especially if, uh, you know, they have a good game or if they win an opening season, hey, this just might be the year. It doesn't matter what the um, media says, what the odds are. You know, there's always hope on opening day. And, as the season wears on, let's see what 
you know, happens. And again, this is just acknowledging the reality that the Sharks are young. They're rebuilding. It's going to be fun watching people like uh, like Eklund and Bortolo grow into their roles and see what type of NHL players they can become. And then you'll probably see some other players throughout the year too. Um, Zadina, I thought, had a really good game. He uh, did. Zadina, yeah. not just because he scored the goal, but he was really the best offensive player. Did he have a good stick? Did he have a good stick last night? What would you say? Great stick. Wonderful stick. Great, great stick. stick. Great stick for Zadina. Um, but, you know, it's it's a fun storyline there. I mean, I think he was the sixth overall pick just a few years back, like four or five years ago. For Detroit, right? Yeah, for Detroit's. Okay. Um, things don't work out. He can't get more like 15, 18, 20 points in a season, which that's not going to cut it, unfortunately. Um, agrees to a mutual contract termination, which basically he's betting on himself. It's not him getting his, you know, getting fired from the team. It's simply, hey, I'll walk away. You don't need to pay me all this money anymore. I'll take a bridge deal somewhere. I'll, I'll prove myself, which is what he's doing in San Jose. And, uh, you know, future Golden Knight next year. Coming up next, this rigged schedule, of course, this rigged schedule continues for the VGK as they will be facing the hapless Ducks on Saturday night. Can't get over this. Okay, they play the Stars on Tuesday, Tony. Why don't you say that part then? We'll return with more right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Hey, folks, this is the Jay's case right here. And there's all my antibiotics in the case of an emergency. And it also comes with the emergency antibiotic guide. And everyone really should be empowered, you know, to care for themselves and their loved ones, especially in the case of the unexpected. In the case of an emergency, that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case, the Jace case, providing five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And it gives you the peace of mind so that you can not just hope that you have access to medication in the case of an emergency. You actually have it there on hand. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication right there in hand. Jace Medical is simple and they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus an additional $20 off you will get by using the code LOCKEDON. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. We are back on this Friday edition, Friday the 13th edition Ooh. of Lockdown Golden Knights. Are you superstitious, Golic? No, but I, I always have the one of the ultimate joys every Friday the 13th. Um, oh, God. Why am I, uh, Kane Hodder. There we go. It's been a while since I talked to him. Kane Hodder, one of the actors who played Jason in the Friday the 13th series and stuff. Um, he's a poker player. I met him through various events and... Huge shout out to him. Just a great guy. Shows up to charity events anytime you ask him and great interacting and stuff like that. Um, but I have the joy of saying happy Friday the 13th. I get to send a text every Friday the 13th to Jason from the Friday the 13th movies. So that's kind of funny. But the way him and I met now, we're going to go off the rails in the second segment. This is pretty of funny, course. actually. Um I approached him once I realized who he was. I said, Hey, I really, you know, and I forgot how I, how I said it, but you know, I enjoyed, you know, your former, you know, whatever, or something like that. He's like, former, what are you talking about? Former. And the dude even has the word killer tattooed under his lower lip. So that, that, that's called embracing the role. Yeah. That's definitely embracing the role. I've good got, dude. he friends. is a good dude. So he is a good dude though. 
I've got one of my good friends who on every Friday the 13th. He had a tattoo on your lower, never mind. Okay. Uh, Friday the 13th, he does go and he gambles because he wins just about regularly every Friday nice. the 13th. Let's That's go. That's superstition. I roll dice it. with them. Let's go. I just have Triska Daskophobia. That's about it. Triska Daskophobia. Uh, the Ducks. Let's talk about them. They've got a new head coach and Greg Cronin. And uh, we have the departure of Dallas Aiken, Aikens. Okay. Aikens. Really, thank you. Uh, I just couldn't get that out this morning. <laughs> and so this was the head coach of Colorado of the AHL team. And he's got a lot of issues to solve. Uh, 31st in goals per game a season ago. Some new additions. So they've got your guy there, Radko Gudis from Florida. He's fun. Um, they also got Alex Kalorn, who is on IR, unfortunately. So they could have used him. Uh, they've got Ilya uh, Labushkin uh, defensively. Robert Hag, they picked up. They picked up some decent pieces. This is a young team, again, like we noticed. And one, one of the players I like, of course, the Paisano, Frank Vetrano. Um, He had a career season last year, by the way. Uh, but this uh, will start the 30th anniversary season for the Ducks. Any potential this season for Anaheim? I mean, listen, they John Gibson faced 39.1 shots a game. Gibson is a good goalie. Like I, I dog him all the time on the show, and it'll, it'll probably gonna happen tomorrow night, honestly. But you know, Gibson will have a great, you know, 30, 35 minutes of the game. Then the floodgates just seem to open and you know, it's the pitcher with the no hitter that winds up getting shelled and giving up six runs in the bottom of the seventh or something like that. That's what John Gibson has happened to him. And it's not just his fault. The, the shots keep coming and coming and coming in high danger chances. And eventually the floodgates are going to open in spots like that. So with Labushkin coming in, with Gudis coming in, that's a lot of experience on the blue line. We'll see what Zgress, Drysdale, McTavish, you know, Troy Terry. Um, all these weapons, so to speak, how they can mesh and develop. I mean, a lot obviously is on the trio um, with with the three rookies I mentioned a second ago, and then the player uh, who was it that they drafted instead of Fantilli? instead of Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and Leo Carlson got injured in the preseason, so he's oh, that out. Sucks. Okay, yeah, that's he's day to day. He's day to day, which means month to month. In the I mean, I don't know if they speak the same language as the Golden Knights do, but we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 see what happens there, unfortunately. But I mean, you know, the Ducks, it's not this year, but it's not maybe next year, but sometime in the near three-ish years or so, you know, them and San Jose are going to take some steps forward. I mean, you would have to assume that has to happen um, as long as they're drafting well. And that's obviously a big question mark, Leo Carlson versus Fantilli for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And mm. a lot of people... Uh, had 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 those two going opposite on their draft boards. So, um, yeah. but again, the the big positive on Leo Carlson was a little bigger than Connor McDavid, and can skate just as well. Sounds like a pretty good dude in my book. Uh, there are enough pucks to go around there. So, uh, Trevor Zegras, remember these were restricted free agents, right uh, at the end of the yeah. season. So Zegras, uh, three year contract times five point seven five mil. Uh, he's worth more than someone on the VGK that I don't want to discuss. Uh, Troy Terry, seven times seven million. He's not he worth, worth more seven? than William Carlson. Just stop. Is it. he worth? He's not worth more than William Carlson. Is, not he worth, is Terry worth seven million dollars? 
Maybe. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's that far off. I mean, it didn't it, it at the time, like when you know there's a little bit of sticker shock when when you saw it, but I mean looking at his points 67, 61. I mean, Mark Shifley just got 7.5 million in Winnipeg. So the teams are starting to spend next year's salary cap space right now. But Gold Knights aren't, but but, they can't. But not on, yeah, not on Jonathan Marshall. So where they should be spending it here, I believe, locally. Uh, The Ducks this week also claiming Ross Johnston, the right winger off of waivers from the Islanders. So that's a new player for them. And then Gibson, we talked about him last year and over the summer when they were all those reports that he wanted out. And that got quiet. That got so quiet, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, because they finally picked up some defensemen and some help for him there on the blue line. Um, and hopefully they play better structurally than the San Jose Sharks. That's why Quinn doesn't, got fired in New York. I mean, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. What was it? I can't re- recall the statistic that we had about Gibson and the amount of times that he faced more than 50 shots on goal. It was quite a few. Remember, we it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, again, that's where the Ducks, they at least addressed it. They brought in uh, Labushkin or Lushushkin. I forgot. I forgot Labushkin. 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 Okay. Labushkin yeah. and Gudis come in. And, you know, that's a lot of experience on the blue line right there to help that issue. So, you know, at first you kind of wonder why this player, these players are going to Anaheim, but you look at the short-term future and what this team can grow into. It's not a bad time to get in early on the Anaheim Ducks. If you're a veteran looking for, you know, a competitive spot and you get to be in Southern California, which isn't the worst place in the world either as an, as a, as an NHL athlete. So we'll see what happens. Coming up next, it's that time of the week. It's time for WTF, What the Friday. We have a lot of great comments from all of you. Stay tuned. We'll get to that. We return right here on this Friday the 13th edition of Locked On Golden Knights. The NHL season, as we know, it's finally here. Will the Vegas Golden Knights reign supreme again at 2-0 with the rig schedule? We love the NHL, and we know that you do as well. That's why we want to tell you about something called Sleeper. Sleeper is our go-to platform for the daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have the chance to win 100 times. That's right, 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting uh, than it is right now with players like Bedard and Eichel, McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, and McCarr. Slimply select with uh, more or less based on the stats with goals, points, saves, much, much more. Yes, you heard it right here, VGK fans. Uh, Sleeper offers 100 times payouts, so start paying attention. Make the right picks, and you could win big. Entries can be made in less than 30 seconds, and currently Sleeper is live in 28-plus states. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you will get up to $100 match play on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. Go to Sleeper and use their terms of use for details. Welcome back. Locked On Golden Knights from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick reporting from Las Vegas, where yesterday I was on this trip, Chris, and... In addition to all of the traffic, we had protests going on on the Strip. I mean, it was just, 
it took me about a half an hour to go from the south end of the strip for one meeting to Mountain West Conference WCC Media Days at Resorts World. Just avoid the strip, folks. That is my PSA. Helicopters. And that's not my WTF. I haven't even begun to strike here. Um, if you are a reporter from out of town, you might not know who in the world Bruce Cassidy is speaking about because he uses nicknames. I have a little bit of an issue of this uh, with this in year two. Okay, you said, what did you tell me beforehand? Pahal is Pickles? Oh, yeah, so Pickles had the puckle. Like, what are we talking about here? You got Pab and you got Carly, and he's, it's not even, it's not even, uh, Hague, he calls him Hag. He calls him a hag. Hager. Oh, Hager. Calls him Hager. No, he called him a hag the other night. Yeah, whatever. Pay attention, bro. Carrier. A lot of the reporters, this is, again, these are press conferences, folks. It's not, okay, it's great for the QT guys there, like in the pressers locally here in Vegas. The out-of-towners are, who in the world are you talking about right now? WTF. Whatever. 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 So, I had a different one to bat leadoff. I just found one. So after the San Jose Sharks <laughs> lost, this is how much we this is how much we prepare. They tweeted out, "We can still go one in eighty-one." <laughs> when they meant to say, "We can still go eighty-one in oh, one. one," so that was pretty funny. And the Sharks Twitter played off. They said, "If you saw the first post, no, you didn't." With an, upside down smiley face i don't really get what that <laughs> means but in the spirit of names so this is kind of good i was tilted about this i was watching the golden knights kings final preseason game the jo jonathan marches so marches so marches so was being referred to as march a show march a like canadian a march a show <laughs> what the he heck is sorry, i almost did it right there what the heck is going on like like, I, I get it. Some of these guys, like, March is so it's a strange name, fine, whatever. But this is the type of thing where when you are getting probably a nice salary to call an NHL game, like, how do you get that wrong? March A show. Who is that? Who is that? So WTF to whichever Kings broadcaster does not take his craft seriously. Well, yeah, they have an NHL, folks, uh, pronunciation guide that they do send out. So they have that, or they have YouTube, where you spend 30 seconds, you know, well, the, before the game they, starts going also, through. They should also know who the Smythe Award winner is, right? And that's um, fair, too. I mean, right? I mean, that's, I yeah. mean in all actuality. Uh, and, yeah, Amadeo was a good one last night. Um, Lewis Gregory tweets out, uh, what is going on with the Nighttime Plus app? I saw a lot of complaints last night. Can't touch the controls with the app unlocked. <clears throat> or it starts the video over. The subtitles can't be turned off, and the casting sometimes works. WTF? Did you see complaints last night? I know there's going to be. Seen, I mean, some it's been every, early, it's been but... every night, and you know, it's. I mean, you want to cut some slack because it's the first time, but in the same breath, it's a paid service, and it's seventy bucks for the year. Or if you're doing individual games, it's what seven bucks or something like that, and. I mean, you know, that's a fair amount of money, and I, I get it. And, you know, it's just about the the want and desire to watch your hockey team play, and that's something that you would think 
could have been worked out. I don't know how this stuff works and how the technology works, but I mean, yeah, that, that shouldn't happen. Um, good WTF here. WTF with the Golden Knights defense and goaltending for the first two games here. Uh, both goals that were scored were pretty fluky, kind of strange bounces right in front of the crease that just found someone wide open. Um, Hill and Thompson didn't give up any cookies or anything like that, didn't give up any uh, weak goals. And, you know, it's a really good start despite being down. Alec Martinez and Zach Whiteclub, two of the best stay-at-home defensemen on the team. So, you know, credit Ben Hutton, credit Pahal, possibly Korzak if we're going to have to see him come up if uh, Petrangelo, if that – if that um you know head injury is going to be anything noteworthy, hopefully it's not. Besides uh, some stitches, he'll wear a bubble for a week or two, and that'll be that. But um, you know, great shout out for the Golden Knights defense and goaltending, and yeah, here we go. Even WTF. being shorthanded, WTF. As soon as uh, state-run media started complaining about bad ice on the San Jose goal, I switched over shortly thereafter to Stop. the San Jose feed. WTF uh, from Tyler Hillman. Did they really, uh, Tony? Did they really, Tony? Uh, just okay, keep going. Uh, okay, keep WTF. going. Yeah, it's Friday the 13th. You get away with a lot on the show. Uh, WTF, you know, get away with a lot, period. But yeah, <laughs> WTF is with uh, having Ron Bjorg called up over a Brisson type. WTF, that's a good point, man. Oh, yeah, listen. Oh, well, where's Ron? Where's Ron Bjorg gonna play? Or sorry, where's Brisson gonna play yesterday? Your boy Willie Carlson also got an A, uh, when they announced the uh, Silver Knights. Uh, captain sees there, so they gave him honorary. Um, Jake Bischoff. Oh, wait, what? What are you talking about? You think Carlson got an honorary A for Anderson? They gave him an A just because in Anderson, too, because he's so revered. He's just the best. Uh, oh, WTF, did, did we ever find out if Mark Stone was a an official collaborator on those rings? WTF. Remember, Foley said, <laughs> we're just going to hand it off to mark stone be it'd be a fun question uh wtf here here we go leon dreisaitl stanley cup or bust here we go this is the year for the oilers and they get crushed eight to one dreisaitl's out there being himself just taking stupid penalties down the stretch because he's just being a baby about his team getting crushed that's not leadership folks you lay an egg. That's what that's what the coach said. And whatever, fine, so be it. But when you're making these huge statements, you know, cup or bust, we're going to be motivated, whatever they said in that locker room when the Golden Knights knocked them out of the playoffs last year, flex, brag right there, you know, and they do that the first game. This, you know, it's one game. Let's not, we're not going to overreact there in Edmonton. But Edmonton does get a rematch against Vancouver uh, Saturday night, hockey night in Canada. Can you imagine if Vancouver just goes into Edmonton and beats them like five to one and just blows them out? It's like I like Connor McDavid. Everything else about Edmonton, I'm you know whatever to that. But I like McDavid. I would like to see McDavid do well. But watching Leon Drysital, especially just uh, being a big old baby out there, there's something very um, rewarding in that. So WTF Edmonton, good luck. Don't Who bump. was it? WTF, who was it over the summer from Edmonton that said that they worked a lot on their defensive structure and they were going to be much better defensively? I, I just remember. I'll have to look that one up. They w- were definitely enjoying uh, some type of spirits or. Um, yeah. Yeah. Drinking out the 16 beers out of the cup. Not um, the cup. Uh, WTF uh, 
from at Dan Ryan Wall Street. Raising the banner at 7.55 p.m., puck drop at 8.20 p.m. at night. I know it's ESPN, but why not move one of the games to ESPN2? Age-old question here. Family in front of us left in the second period as they had young sons. We were outside waiting for the cup at 2 p.m. before we went inside and waited for the banner. Long day, WTF. And even if the so they Golden chose to Knight, get there at two in the afternoon and make this an eight-hour day. Just yeah, sure. but okay, even this, this but even well, you were out there. But even even I, uh, you know yeah, without I, I had a special area, but yeah. <laughs> but even without the cup, VGK, oh, do they overdo it? Perhaps on opening day, gold carpet. And but they do it. But they, this is what they do every they do year. Every year, it's I get it. It's Vegas. This is what you do in Vegas. You overdo it. You make it gaudy. You make it. You know, tacky. This is what we do, and it's those are, in this case, those are compliments. Okay, WTF? Isaiah Seville, who's not six feet tall, by the way, Isaiah Seville was placed on IR this week. WTF? Who knew? WTF? Who knew? No, that's I, I had no idea. That's unfortunate. So, uh, what Vecman and uh, and Papierni now to start off in Henderson, I guess. WTF? This one goes out to my man, Chris Golick. Oh, boy. Chris Golick, do you know the difference between a shark emoji and a dolphin emoji? WTF. They called okay. you out on it, too. Locked on yeah. sharks. Locked on sharks. You think I care? Like, seriously? <laughs> it was a dolphin, no? I don't know. Listen, win, 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 win 20 games this year, and I'll, and I'll acknowledge you the right way. And then WTF, just one final shout-out on the rigged schedule. Opened up 11-2 and two last year. Here we go again. Rigged, rigged, rigged. I want them to play. San Jose was a team that finished last. Why don't they play a last-place schedule? And VGK should play a first-place championship schedule. This is so stinking rigged. And we heard that Bedman was there in the house the other night. He should have been holding up the Stanley Cup out there and skating around on the ice as well. I mean, I'm just, honestly, I'm Tony, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. I got the schedule right in front of me when you started so chirping earlier. I'm sick of There's this. not that really ridiculous. many difficult you got, you got Dallas, stretches, and they're, you and they're got on the Dallas road where they are. Home. You got Dallas here at home. Like, okay, great. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to find like a particular spot in the home stretch where it feels like, wow, this is going to be some real tough games coming and. And in the offseason, Jack Eichel even said we had such a difficult road schedule last year. You know, when I was in, you know, back there on the East Coast in Buffalo, uh, we played, you know, all these games. The travel was easy. Oh, man, we're just come on, guys. Really? WTF. The schedule wasn't that bad, honestly, guys. Like, I'm I try not to give Tony too many props when he, when he starts chirping about this nonsense, but. It's a fair schedule if you guys look. Like, there's not one pocket on the schedule where I say, "My God, this is like a killer." Like early on, remember last year, Tony? They had that. They had an early five game road trip, and <laughs> right. it was it, it was a tough road trip. Where like, if they yep. go three and two, this is a good start. And they went five and zero, oh, and they I think the Flyers were up there, but the other four games were pretty good. Were pretty tough. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. Uh, one final WTF on the way out. Relegate UNR. So of course. An alum, hope they beat the stinking pants off of Nevada, Reno, whatever they're calling themselves these days. They think that they're Nevada's team in school. Let's just blast them. And take home the Fremont Cannon 
once again. We appreciate everyone tuning in. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Hey, make sure that you definitely go and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find us right here. If you haven't yet, if you're just tuning in via the audio channel, go to the YouTube side and come to the darker side. I don't know, whatever that might be. We appreciate the everydayers, and we'll see you again right here on Monday on Lockdown Golden Knights.